What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It gives me great pleasure to welcome you back once again to Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rose Show. A time of recording it is 6.24 p.m. on Wednesday, October 10th, 2018. And this is the 2018-19 NBA Preview Podcast. It has been long overdue and long teased, but I'm finally bringing it to you, bringing it to the people with my good friend and co-host for the evening, Durant Fernandez O'Brien. Durant, say hi to the people. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I wasn't expecting this much energy, even though I listened to the pod, but I'm excited for it. Yeah, you listen. You've been on the pod before, long distance, to talk about beans with Sam and I. This is going to be a much more long-form pod than that. We did a little pre-production. You have some things written down. Our, the, uh, the, let me just get this right out of the way. On a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for the 2018-19 NBA season? You know how there's that, like, rate my dog Twitter? Yeah, that they, and they never do, like, <laughs> less than no, 12 no. out of 10? Yeah. Uh, so this this would be one of your 15s. <laughs> Definitely. To those of you who listen to Fighting Fire with Fire for the non-sportball-related things for that, that Sam and I talk about, some of the music and movies that we talk about, this is not one of those pods. Today, this is purely basketball. Today is not Purely United. NBA podcast, and we forgive you if you click skip or you go listen to some other podcast and you come back and listen to Fighting Fire with Fire another day. Today is for the NBA junkies or even the casual NBA fans because we're going to give our predictions for the season, for all the awards, for the playoff teams in both conferences, and... Where I want to start, Duran, is with the defending champions because, and give you a little like frame for what happened last year and where we are this year. So last year, for the third time in four years and the second year in a row, the Golden State Warriors beat the Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA Finals. They swept them uh, after LeBron put up 51-8-8 in Game 1 and J.R. Smith had one of the all-time blunders. And in the offseason, they went and signed DeMarcus Cousins for one year and $5.3 million. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins was coming off an ACL tear. Oh, excuse me, an Achilles tear. Achilles Thank tear. you. Yeah, yeah. I I'm wanted sure. to ask you, because last year the Golden State Warriors were not the number one seed in the Western Conference. They won 58 games after right. winning 67, 73, and 67 the previous three years to that. Right. Do you think that they are going to take the regular season seriously? And if so, to what degree will they take it seriously? Uh, I could see them taking it seriously, but based on Steve Kerr getting thrown out of a preseason game yesterday and saying, I don't want to be I don't want to be here anyway. I don't want to be here anyway. Thank you. I don't, I, I can't, I can't see them getting up. Uh, you know, as they have in the past, mm-hmm. they're, they're, it's the, it's not the disease of me. It's the, uh, the sort of fatigue that comes with playing hundred game seasons mm-hmm. every year. Mm-hmm. And they know that you have to be in third or fourth gear for the duration of the regular season in order to be in fifth gear for the entirety of the playoffs and, and avoid injuries and all that good stuff. And do you buy into the theory that one of the main reasons they brought boogie there was just to mix it up and to give them something to be excited about? Um, not really. Not really. I think that they saw one of the top three, four centers in the NBA mm-hmm. and said one year and five million. That yeah. seems like a really good bet. Let's that does do seem it. like I a really I good mean, bet. And they, Draymond's mixing it up already. Yeah. <laughs> they don't, I don't know if they if they need it, but they have the culture to, to deal with a couple knuckleheads, so uh, do you think? Do you think that uh, uh, the team that was the number one seed in the Western Conference last year, the Houston Rockets, are going to be better or worse in the regular season this year now that they have lost Trevor Ariza and Luke Richard Mbamute and they have signed, excuse me, traded for Carmelo Anthony and have signed a, a bevy of 
uninspiring role player. Michael Carter Williams comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, the 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 immortal Marquise Chris, who just doesn't know how to play basketball. Still, he's pretty tall though. He is pretty um, tall. I as are me and you. We should mention that we are the <laughs> Twin Towers, and we're going to go play basketball right after this. So this is basically just a a pre production meeting for our for our basketball game, more or less. Definitely. Um, what do you think about the Rockets? I don't I don't see them doing uh, as well necessarily in the regular season this year, and I really think that adding Carmelo Anthony is gonna in is gonna possibly be you know the spark uh of a fire it, it really could go poorly mm-hmm. a fire in a bad way yeah yeah <laughs> I, no not this isn't your campfire this is this isn't no, fighting this fire isn't, with fire this is this is not for <laughs> s'mores this is no. this is the one you run from uh do you think that there is a possibility somewhere in the the the, the, uh, the range of outcomes for the rockets where carmelo does mesh with them and he does become sort of this this sort of mythical creature of Olympic mellow that we've been chasing in the NBA for a couple of years. Do you think there's a chance that person sort of reveals himself? Uh, I think there is that possibility. And and in the you know the most perfect world for the Rockets, Mello wins six man. Yeah. Because yeah. And and I and I just don't see it happening because his ego is too large to fit on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, as, as he's you know. Right, and very, very comfortable saying all the time. <laughs> he's uh, he's he looked pretty washed in OKC last year. Uh, averaged the first time in his career, he averaged less than twenty points a game, which is pretty impressive that he averaged fifteen points a game, uh, twenty plus points a game for fourteen straight years. But definitely, definitely impressive. But when you're playing with Russell Westbrook and you're ball dominant, it's going to be really hard. Mm-hmm. And that's another knock, you know, against Carmelo this year is that. There are already two ball dominant players, and and if he doesn't fit into the system, it's gonna be it's not gonna go well for him. Um, do you think that there? I, I wanted to ask because we're gonna give our playoff predictions for the eight playoff teams in each conference. Is there a team that is not necessarily a finals contender in the Western Conference that is just really tickling your fancy that you are incredibly excited to watch, uh, even even if ultimately playoff wise it's gonna be fruitless? Because um, there's a bevy, there's like a whole sort of group of teams below the uh, Warriors and Rockets that are all jostling to be definitely, like semi contenders. Definitely, and and everyone's favorite team is the is the Jazz, but I'm gonna go with the uh, with the Pelicans. They signed some really interesting players. Julius Randle. Julius Randle's really fun. Um, they do not have Rajon Rondo anymore. Jaleel Okafor. They. Uh, apparently hit the gym this summer and is looking Yeah, but so cut. did so did every NBA player. Every yeah, NBA player's felt no. better than they've felt in years and they've lost weight and they're in the Russell Westbrook is practicing off the ball and you know that, everything's that perfect in the preseason. That I don't right? buy, but Jaleel really has something to play for because he doesn't have he doesn't really have a uh He doesn't you know, have he doesn't have a career past this season if that's he doesn't right, show that's up. That's right. And so I think he he's really gonna play well and, and he is starting to develop a little bit of an inside-out game. It seems like, based on what I've been hearing, and so. Do you think there's a world where inside-out game? How does he? I mean, it's it's never it's never been about his offensive talent. It's been about whether he can last defensively because he just gets shredded. Right. That's what it's about. Well, with if he wants Anthony to carve Davis out a role in the behind team. him, it doesn't really right. seem like it's going to be an issue. Do Anthony you, Davis is a cure-all for shitty defenders. For most things, do you think there's a world in which? the trio of Anthony Davis, Nikola Miritich, and Julius Randle can play crunch time together against good teams? 
Deron, before we go any further with the Pelicans, I want to bring in our third person for the evening. I don't know how long uh, Seth Blaustein is going to be joining us, but I teased you. I don't know if you listened to the pod that I posted today, Seth, but I teased you. And my good friend and co-host of the Weekly Scorch, Sam Hannon, said, Seth Blaustein sounds like a perfect NBA talking head name. And that he could picture you calling in to, you know, Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt where they don't have the video of the person, where they just have the the picture and it's like on the phone, Seth Blaustein, NBA insider. <laughs> that's that's my dream, dude. That's the dream. It could be great. So what I was asking Duran is was specifically about the New Orleans Pelicans, and that was whether the trio of Anthony Davis, Nikola Miritich, and Julius Randle could play crunch time against good teams together. Do you think there's a world in which that can happen? Maybe against the Bulls. <laughs> if, if neither team has to play defense, I'm sure they could. In, in reality, no, unless they start going with the Villanova, Jay Wright, sub-offense defense on every possession. Then it'll work. Yeah. Uh, so that, that that's a no on you. But do you agree with what Duran said, uh, uh, that he really uh, thinks the Pelicans are the most interested, the team he's most interested in, in that middle tier of the Western Conference with the Jazz, the Thunder, the Nuggets, the the Blazers. It's not that I necessarily think they'll be the most successful. It's just that I'm most excited to kind of see how they make the pieces they have work. Yeah, I, I actually I very much disagree. I think they're they're kind of the least interesting team, and that's because... Last year, we saw what their ceiling was with better players around Anthony Davis, and now we know they will be worse than that and dependent on his health. So I think last year it was it was it was uh, kind of a question because Boogie's such a big personality as to whose team it was, and this year it is the kingdom of Anthony Davis. There's no question, and that he is going to accept being the five, and they're going to. You know, if you get a healthy season out of Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis, that's always a question mark. Do you like that they could they could be what? What's what's the, what's the best case scenario for them? Uh, like a four seed, something like that. Home yeah. court. Is there any scenario where Anthony Davis wins MVP? What would have to happen for him to win MVP? See, I have him on my not MVP list, and it says Anthony Davis, no MVP, not a top three team. So I'm gonna say he needs to at least be in the top three, mm. and that's. Or they need to be in the top three, and without the Warriors having a crazy 65-plus win season or the Celtics winning 60-plus or the Raptors going crazier than last year. You're saying for, for Anthony Davis to win MVP and for it not to be Kyrie or Kawhi or, or yeah. and for them to get a top three seed. That makes sense. Seth, do you have uh, any outlandish prediction? Because so, I wanted to get you and Duran's Eight playoff teams for each conference. So I suppose we'll start with the Western Conference. And in order, do you have anybody that jumps up or down, uh, uh, that leaps off the page like, man, you're sticking your neck out a little bit. It's kind of a surprising prediction as far as the Western Conference standings go for the regular season. Uh, I guess the crazy prediction is not that crazy, but until the Spurs prove that they aren't going to make the playoffs, I'm going to pick them to make the playoffs. For the 21st year in a row, I think, or 22nd year in a row? They're closing yeah, in on the... Re- whatever it is. Every year since my bar mitzvah, at least. <laughs> so, in order, what are your, who are your eight Western Conference playoff teams? All right. In order, I have Golden State, Houston, Utah, which is entirely reliant on Rudy Gobert being healthy. Yeah. Lakers, Thunder. Lakers, Nuggets, Thunder, Nuggets. And then the Blazers, who I don't feel that great about, and then the Spurs. So you have the Pelicans missing the playoffs entirely? 
Yeah, oh, I have either Portland or New Orleans will miss the playoffs. Yeah. And Spurs, the Spurs are making it because of the Spurs. And that might be just because I want that to happen. And it's still <laughs> pretty bad about DeJounte Murray. But yeah, yeah. That's, that's a big bummer. That is a huge bummer. Um, and also, uh, Jimmy Butler aside, the fact that we're not even considering the, the Timberwolves is kind of interesting. I mean... We that 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 uh, Duran tagged us in a tweet today saying that we should talk about it. Do we do we like the fact that Jimmy Butler went bananas in pra- in he, practice today and he was took it over? He basically took over the whole practice and and told them that it was a, his gym. According to Adrian Wojnarowski, he him and the third stringers beat the starters, and he was yelling, "You fucking need me. You can't win without me." <laughs> he literally yelled it at the GM directly. Are there videos of this? Uh, no, but it's Woj. So. Nice. so yeah, so you know when you you know those times where you go to a movie in the past when you had your phone off and you came out and someone got traded or something crazy happened. Yep. I just went to an hour and a half meeting and five different people told me about the uh, Butler uh, bench thing. Latest developments. Uh, which my most recent experience like that was when Gordon Hayward got injured and I was at dinner. So I have a slightly more positive association with that. <laughs> If, if anyone's going to take a, a third unit and beat the crap out of everyone else, it's it's going to be Jimmy Butler. Uh, and would if, if you're if you're from your perspective, Seth, what's the best, most fun outcome for the Jimmy Butler saga? Is it him staying and saying "screw it, let's have the best season we can"? Is it him getting traded to a team like the Heat and spicing up the East? What's the the most fun outcome for the Jimmy Butler scenario? Oh, so I'm looking at something completely different. What I'm looking at is if Andrew Wiggins plays in Europe, plays in China, or just retires because he's been humiliated so much. Aside <laughs> uh, from that, I, I just don't want Butler going to the Bucks because mm. agreed. That <laughs> scares the crap out of me. They're scary but what, enough as it is. But what what's in, what trade what on the trade machine could possibly work with Butler and the Bucks? I know they were throwing something out there. I forgot. Oh, it was it was like the. Bledsoe and Brogdon and oh, first or something like that. They, I feel like Minnesota will be able to get better than that for Jimmy Butler. I know he's only got one year left on his deal, but I would not want the smorgasbord of Eric Bledsoe and Malcolm Brogdon and a pick. I, I want to I want go into the Clippers. That's that's the most fun for me. Yeah, it would be fun, but yeah. who are they offering? Like Sandarius like, Thornwell? 20 players I love who are usable. They do have a lot of uh, you know capable rotation players in the NBA that they could uh, a lot of good offer eighth up. men. A lot of good eighth men. Clearly, you're not going to get a ton for Butler because he's got one year left, and he's demanded he, a trade. He demanded a trade. You're not. You're not getting the Kyrie Irving package for him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what I was saying we're not. We're not. <laughs> you wouldn't take if you were the the Timberwolves. You wouldn't take Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Ante Zizic, and uh, a future first <laughs> for did Jimmy you Butler. See what Zizic did in preseason. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I actually I didn't. Oh, I believe it's, it's Zizic or something. Uh, they went through the production of the preseason game, which I watched. Oh, it's got to be Zizic. Come on. Ante they Zizic. Like Zizic. Um, I, I Zizic. Zizic. Russian. I know these things. He's not going to be good enough for any of us to really care. Is he better than Daniel Tice? No, he is not. Definitely not. <laughs> uh, Duran, I wanted to hear your eight Western Conference playoff teams in order and whether they differ from Seth's or not. It's a little different. It's it's actually fairly similar. But I have the Warriors, followed by the Rockets, the Jazz, the Thunder, the Lakers, 
the Pelicans, the Nuggets, and then Portland. So I have actually have the Spurs missing the playoffs. You have the Spurs missing it, which I think I do as well, given you that... You guys the, just voted against Bill Belichick. You realize that, We right? did not vote against Bill Belichick, although uh, Steve Kerr tweeting out uh, Beto Pop 2020 yeah. the other night was pretty yeah. great. I would Drawing actually... If, if Belichick was running in an election, I would probably vote against him for the record. Yeah. Belichick? That's yeah. separate. Yeah, that, yeah that's, that's its own discussion that has no place in the NBA preview pod. Uh, I I am fascinated to see what happens with the the two teams. So my favorite question that I asked you guys in the pre-production meeting was how many teams feasibly in each conference could win could uh, make it to the finals. And obviously the Warriors and the Rockets are the two teams that are the the most likely to make the finals out of the Western Conference. I would love to know because so, so I think my eight teams in the West. I still have the Rockets being the one seed again. I have Rockets, then Warriors, then the Thunder, then the Lakers, Nuggets, Jazz, Portland, and the Pelicans. Um, and so I also have the Spurs missing the playoffs. If DeJounte, if DeJounte Murray was healthy, I would pick him to make the playoffs. I think that's um, too much to recover from. Plus, they're going to have to get... You know, Jakob Pertl and DeRozan acclimated. And between DeRozan and Aldridge, I think we're just going to uh, gouge our eyes out from them going <laughs> 10 for 23 with mid-range jumpers night after night after night. And shooting the lowest percentage of threes in the league. I, I really don't see them keeping up with the Joneses, as it were. We'll see. And do you do you guys think there's any team that we did not mention? Because uh, we only mentioned nine teams between the three of us in the Western Conference. Is there any team below them, 10 through 15, that could challenge for a playoff I have, spot? I have a fun caveat for that. If Memphis stays healthy, <laughs> they could definitely make a run at it. <laughs> But there's no, just no way. But there's too uh, many. There's too many dudes. That, if they make a trade. That's that's. I I was gonna say that that team was the one I was gonna bring up was the Clippers. Uh, if oh, all if all fair. breaks right for them. But I, I Danilo Gallinari never stays healthy. Patrick Beverly never stays healthy. Tobias Harris seems to always have a little something going on. Uh, and I don't know about their. They got Jerome Robinson and who was the other guy that they Shea drafted? Gilgis Shea Gilgis Alexander. I have no idea if those guys are going to be good or not. Although I'm excited for a lot of these rookies. So is Doc Rivers going to play the rookies in, as long as he's the coach? Is Doc has, yeah. has he has he not played rookies in the past? Yeah, he just yeah. shortens up all the rotations. He never plays the young guys. He's uh, going to sign Brandon Bass and uh, and Hedy Turkoglu again. <laughs> make sure that the rookies don't get minutes, and he's got bets in there. <laughs> How many teams passed the? What teams other than the Rockets and Warriors have a chance to make the finals in the Western Conference? Seth, go. LeBron James has a chance to make the finals. That's it. So, so the the Lakers can make the finals, and I think people are not giving the supporting cast enough credit. Agreed. People, people seem to figure out, or people were talking about Brandon Ingram making a jump this year. We, he made a jump last year, and I know this because Duran and I bet his uh, points over. So we're watching very closely. He's good. They have a lot of talent there. That whole bench thing is hilarious. But the goon squad. That, that that team can make the finals because LeBron James is there, and he's as good as having two to three people on the court at any time in the playoffs. Past that, it would have to be a really bizarre scenario for someone else to make the finals. It would have to be crazy injuries or something like that. Okay, the Duran. O- the only other team that I have. Uh, a giving I'm giving a chance to is the Thunder. Agreed. And, that, that, um, was, that was what I was going to say. Strictly yeah. because if you have 
you know, if you have the best player in, in the series, you can win the series. And they have two guys who really can do that. Um, I'm not going to give it to the Jazz, even though they're my third seed, because they're kind of like the um, they're kind of like the Celtics were a couple years ago, where I think they're really good in the regular season. They're going to be super consistent, but they don't exactly have what it takes to get over the hump. They have an extra. They don't have an extra gear. Exactly. Even with even if Donovan Mitchell is just mangoes the entire year uh as as a louisville fan even if donovan mitchell (laughs) mangoes there i i really really want to see a rockets lakers second round series i really would love to watch rondo lonzo ball ingram lebron uh, uh try and go after that super small paul gordon harden lineup i think that would be so much fun to see. Definitely. And on the other side, I would love to see a Thunder Warriors series because I want Steven Adams to eat Boogie's lunch. <laughs> and, and 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 I think there is some well, – I really love the fact that the Thunder have Schroeder. I know they're paying an absurd tax bill, but I think yeah. they the addition by subtraction of not having Carmelo there or what, at least whatever version of Carmelo he was last year there and having – I I I don't want to sit here and say that it's at all likely that Russell Westbrook will fundamentally change how he plays basketball. He but won't. He won't. if he ticks it a notch or two in the direction of team, team basketball, that will pay dividends in a playoff series, in a seven-game playoff series. Uh, the idea of him, Schroeder, Paul George, Adams, and Jeremy Grant, who I really like, um, and also, also, I think could be kind no of an X factor for them. What's that? No Roberson. I mean, Roberson had just had a setback. He's not coming back until about December, is what I just heard. Yeah, and oh, and that's a lot today. <laughs> and and also and also Andre Roberson. I just I can't I can't do it, man. I love how great he is defensively, and I'll never forget him being part of that five man Thunder team that like went up three one on the Warriors with like the most athletic defense like I've ever seen. But he he's just such a minus offensively that I'd rather have a guy who's improved his offensive game like Jeremy Grant out there. Yeah, I agree. And is at least a better offensive player than Roberson is. And has a chance to be more versatile defensively. Like I like me some Jeremy Grant. Um, yeah. Still, uh, um, that's that, that being said, do either of you guys have it in you to pick anybody other than the Warriors? No. To pick no. them? To no. pick them? No. Neither do I. It's possible, but give me yeah. give me some decent odds. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and but what odds would you need to take to, to not bet on the Warriors right now? Like, I, I don't know what I have no idea what the line is. When I che- when I checked the Vegas Insider odds two weeks ago, the Thunder were forty to one to make the finals. I would I would put some money on that. Uh, the Rockets. I think the Rockets were something like six to one or eight to one. Actually, wait. That might have been to win. That might have been to win the. That all to might be to title. win the title, not okay. to make the all final. Right. So right. I suppose that's null and void. Yeah, yeah, no. So the all and three of us. What are the Grizzlies? What? Are, <laughs> <laughs> we all have also, the war. No, go no, go no, ahead, Seth. Last year's standings. Is there any chance that the Mavs make the playoffs? Oh yeah, I I was gonna bring them up as a as a really really dark horse contender. I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. There are a lot of there are a lot of. This is a long season. Yep. There are a lot of really unfortunate things that can happen. And if they do, yeah, the Mavs can, can jump in there. They have they have the rookie sensation that everyone's talking about. Luka Doncic. Doncic. 
Doncic, Doncic. I say Doncic. Doncic is the way that I've I heard say it. Doncic. And then um, they just they have DeAndre Jordan on a year long contract. He's playing for bigger money, I guess. Mm. And Harrison Barnes. Don't forget that you know uh, ah. half half rent version of Kevin Durant. <laughs> Uh, Wesley Matthews is also a shell of himself, but can I lo- still put up lo- some numbers. I love Wesley Matthews. Me too, but he he's never been the same. Poor, after poor that one Achilles. out. Poor one out for that 2015 Blazers team right before mm. he tore his Achilles. Man, yeah. I wish I had had that their shot. That would have been fun. Uh, I don't see it, be- and partially because of the the fallout of what's happening with them right now uh, with Cuban. Um, knowing about these allegations uh, against one of the members of the Mavericks organization, and he was still on their team plane to China. And then the Dallas Morning News came out with reports about that guy being a creep. I feel like stuff like that, extracurricular activity, can totally submarine a season, even when you've got the stability of Rick Carlisle and the final season of my favorite player of all time, Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, My favorite player of all time, Dirk Nowitzki. Absolutely, I will. I wore. I wore a Dirk Nowitzki jersey to Celtics Mavericks last year, and it was uh, very, very fun. And <laughs> I and um, what? What are we saying? It's Timmy. It? It's Timmy. Oh, he's pointing to Tim Duncan. <laughs> the Tim Duncan poster behind him. Tim, I mean, Tim, Tim, Tim Duncan's on the short list too for favorite players ever. But I'm just a sucker for fundamentally sound basketball players. What can I say? So. Now we flip it over to the fu- uh, fundamentally inferior Eastern Conference because I think it is much more interesting to talk about potential teams that could make the finals or make jumps or make the seven or eight seed. You could pick anybody in the East to you get really the seven can. or eight seed. Yeah. So, Seth, who do you have as your eight playoff teams in the East? All right. So the eighth is tough for me, but my eight are Celtics, Raptors, Sixers, Bucks, Heat, Pacers, Wizards, and I kind of don't want to pick an eighth, but... You just don't just want to pick because, one? But just because I really don't want to pick the Pistons, I'm going to go with the Knicks. The Knicks! I have I have three down. The New York Knicks? I have three down in the eighth seed. Why the hell not, man? And, yeah, why the hell and not? There, and none of them are the Knicks. So it's yeah, really... It, it, it could be a huge... It could, it's going to be a huge toss-up all year. I think it goes down to the last game, honestly. With, with the eighth seed? I'm yeah. I feel Porzingis is going to come back. I... I really just don't like the rest of the conference. And yeah. I feel like the Knicks are due to be somewhat better. And I watched Summer League and was inspired by Kevin Knox's inefficient scoring. And <laughs> they have more talent than before. And Porzingis will be back. So all right. The AC doesn't matter. I'll take them. Sounds good. Duran? Uh, all right. Well, I have the Celtics, Sixers, Bucks, Raptors, Pacers, Heat, Wizards, and then I have three teams down because um, I wanted to make a split-second decision. Mm-hmm. And the three teams you have down are? The Magic, Pistons, and Hornets. Yeah. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and, and go with... Uh, I'm going to say that Tony Parker was the, the key to making the playoffs no, for the Spurs, it. and so I'm going to go with the Hornets. <laughs> Why the hell not? Why not? Yeah. Uh, I have the same top seven, but I actually think I have I have it Celtics, Raptors, Sixers, Pacers, Bucks, Wizards, Heat, and then the Detroit Pistons. Um, I think Blake Griffin will be an Eastern Conference All-Star, 
if he yep. stays healthy, and that Stan Van Gundy, despite all his Stan Van Gundiness, is still a good coach. Um, yeah. Is he? Is he still the coach there? Oh, he's not. No, hired, no, well, they got. Then they upgraded. They have Dwayne Casey they now. They hired Dwayne Casey. Dwayne Casey's yeah. a better head coach. Oh right, we made money on that. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Shout, <laughs> shout out to Dwayne Casey getting fired after winning Coach of the Year, and it's like, when has that ever happened? Oh wait, it happened five years ago to George, George Carl. Carl. The NBA is yeah. a strange place, man. Yeah. But, but my rankings are probably assuming that the Heat got Jimmy Butler or something like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Your your yeah. ranking assumes they like got him early. Years. Mine mine assume that he starts the season with the Timberwolves and then comes to the Heat later. Are we? Are you both? I think like the Wizards could be a lot better than seven or eight, but. I'm not ready to move him there. I think they're too inconsistent and up and down, just just as John Wall is and Dwight Howard and Jeff Green and Austin Rivers. And but I, I think that it, 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 there is some perfect scenario where they do like give a scare to an up, upper echelon Eastern Conference team. So the same question that we posed about the Western Conference to you, Seth: How many teams in the East can feasibly make the NBA Finals? My number is four. Mm. And also, I feel like we just need to disregard the second half of the East. And probably we all read the same things. Or I guess you don't read AJ, so we all whisper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the Celtics, the Raptors, who had a ridiculous record last year. Yeah, they and did. this year, their reason why I, do, I shouldn't give up on them in the playoffs is they have Kawhi. The Sixers, because the upside's there, even though, well, we'll see. And the Bucks could make a leap. And if if Giannis gets to another level and Chris Middleton's playing the way he's been playing in the playoffs and Bud's system things, really does minutes. right, but that, I think that that's that's the key for the Bucks, right? Is the fact that they have Budenholzer and not Jason Kidd and Joe yeah. Prunty anymore. Although it's funny how quickly the well, okay, how many years it took for the ties to change on Jason Kidd when he got there, it was. He had a, he had a, a novel a novel idea for defense and and then he had the same idea yes. for offense and, then, and it didn't work. Um, but but Waylon Smithers is out there now, right? Huh? And Waylon Smithers is is out. Waylon Smithers. <laughs> Who's that? Joe Prunty looked like Waylon Smithers from The Simpsons. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He, was, re- he was really fun to root against. Joe Prunty, yes, he was. The Celtics or Raptors, but I think four teams can make it. I, I actually uh, disagree with you, but I want to hear what Duran says first. I have I have one more team that I think right. could make it right. if things break correctly, and Miles Turner wins yeah. most improved player. The Pacers oh, of Indiana. On. No, I'm with you. I think that this the answer to this question is either three or five. You either have to include the Bucks and Pacers or not. You either have to have it just be the Celtics, Raptors, and 76ers, or you lump the Pacers and uh, Bucks in there. No. And the reason why it's not either three or five is because the Bucks have a player who could be the best guy in the league. Yeah. And that's a reason to possibly include one team and not the other. My my three or... The Pacers could have the back-to-back winners of, of most improved player. My three or five actually excludes the Raptors because uh, I don't think Kawhi is, stays gruntled all season. Uh, personally, I think I think he's gonna get grumpy <laughs> up in the cold, cold climate of Toronto. That was my impression of the Kawhi laugh. I thought yeah. I, was <laughs> I was trying to figure it out. <laughs> did you like that? I, I thought it was alright. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it, Ron, it sounded do you hate fake. Fun things, huh? What's up? Do you hate fun things, Ron? Do I? Why it be cold? It, uh, it, no, it would be. It no, would be really you, fun you if Kawhi was I back. You and I both have a bet with with our. 
our other friend Robin, who is who is a huge NBA head, that Kawhi will not re-sign with the Raptors. He gave us pretty decent odds on it too. He thinks Kawhi is staying after this season in Toronto, and we both, I think, actually laughed out loud when we heard that. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. Uh, what what are the odds that the Raptors? coalesce and actually finish with a better record in the regular season than the Celtics do. Just like they did last year. Because you've got... I, I, I'm really interested to see what OG Ananobi does in his second year. I'm impressed that they managed to trade for Kawhi without giving up Ananobi. Uh, I like Pascal Siakam, and if he shoots league average from three, look out. And they're defensive ceiling might be higher than any other team in the Easts. I'm I'm worried about Nick Nolte or Nick whatever. Nurse? Nick Nurse, whatever. Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. <laughs> 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 Nick Nolte. I'd, Nick lo- I'd Nolte love has, to see Nick Nolte coach an NBA team. Hopefully he has nothing NBA to say team. about this season, Nick Nolte. Yeah. But, um, but I'm worried about Nick Nurse and also the Raptors just, they're not as deep. There's no way they're even close to as deep as the Celtics, if if you know. And the Celtics were incredibly injured last year, and they mm-hmm. almost had as good of a record as the Raptors did. So I don't see I don't see the Raptors having a better record than the than the Celtics do. Even though I think they are better with Kawhi. I like the 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 deep bench. What do you what, what say you, uh, Seth? Yeah. So comparing a deep team to the Celtics doesn't really count. Right. The, the Raptors are about as deep as you get. And also, AJ, you're not allowed to bring up the Raptors without talking about Fred Van Vliet. It's true. Fred Van Vliet <laughs> and Ron Baker so, still in the league. Wichita State Shockers forever. So I, I'd say there's a 30 to 40% chance that they finish with a better record than the Celtics. Okay, if, yeah. If Kawhi is 80% of his former self, then I see those teams as dead even. If, if he is in his... 2016 form, then they are the best team in the East, despite the uh, rejuvenated Celtics. Because the you don't need more than eight, maybe nine guys in a playoff series, right? You really, you really just need eight, and this the the Raptors do have that. I also um, think that um, Lowry is going to have to have one more peak Lowry season if they actually want to make the finals. Uh, and that's what, not guaranteed. And that's certainly not guaranteed. We never know when the round face syndrome is going to come for Kyle Lowry. <laughs> when he's going to start looking like Bonzi Wells. <laughs> yeah, he's going to start like, looking like Bonzi Wells. They, they got by last year without him being ball dominant. Like He's the one whose numbers took the biggest hit that's right. for that team to actually play well. And for, what, the fourth year in a row, convincing me that it's a different Raptors team that isn't necessarily going to melt down the playoffs. Man. Again, Kawhi's kind of... Should they should they retire LeBron's number? <laughs> the Raptors at the Air Canada Center? I, I, think feel they like should, I think they should rename the franchise. The LeBrons? The LeBrons. The Toronto LeBrons? Yeah. I I do think yes. that that... I think he should actually... I really The best scenario is he buys the Raptors after he retires. <laughs> Uh, He's got to put his face on their jersey. (laughs) Uh, Sports sponsors them. I will. I will say that it was one of my favorite uh, LeBron moments of his return of his four years back in Cleveland. That he, him hitting all those fadeaway jumpers in Game Two in Toronto and just ripping their hearts out, uh, where he just was playing like it was a, a practice in the middle of a playoff game, and he hit. 
eight fadeaways in a quarter, which is the NBA record. <laughs> I didn't even know they kept that stat. Yeah. I'm not sure how long they've kept that stat, but that is the stat. So that being said, is there any is there is there any lower tier Eastern Conference team that you actually are looking forward to watching, either of you? Is there like I don't know if it's the Knicks, I don't know if it's the Nets, the the I'm I'm just bl- like all the bottom feeders, the Atlanta Hawks, any of them. Bulls? The yeah, right. Oh yeah, the Chicago Bulls, who like sort of have a weird, different-looking trade team, and who now retroactively have probably won the Jimmy Butler trade. Good for them. Which is interesting. It's looking that way. I I am excited to watch the Magic play. The uh, Magic, yeah. I like the uh, I like the I like that they have Jonathan Simmons still, which yep. is great. I like the uh, the. That's your top reason. The no no definitely not my top reason, but uh, Mo Bamba, Aaron Gordon, Mo Bamba. Um, who's the kid out of Florida? State? Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, they are they are massive. They are a huge team. I I mean I imagine they probably trade Vucevic before the years. They've over. been trying to trade him for four years. Yeah, well I think this is the year it happens. But, um, but they. Have you been listening to Lee Ellis too much? Shout, uh, shout out to the starters who are back. <laughs> and uh, this 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 in case we didn't mention this podcast this episode of Fighting Fighter with Fire is a classic. And uh, my my answer to that question um, is the Nets because I love Jared Allen's afro and I love watching him try and dunk on people and just uh, he had a really great defensive like guy shot X percentage against him uh, going to the rim. It was like a comparable to Gobert type of number. I forget what the percentage was, but that's I like that and I kind of just want to see. Maybe because I'm sympathetic to the Nets because the Celtics fleeced Billy King like just to a degree that is not yeah. going to happen again. I want to see them come back and be good. And it's not fun to have two bad teams in New York. It's definitely not not uh, not bad to have two bad teams in New York. And also Kevin uh, Kevin O'Connor thinks that Karis LeVert is is going to be almost as good as Jalen Brown. So well, that's you know, we all got to be wrong about. Lots of things predicting the NBA, yeah. Even no matter whether we're paid for it or not. So we made predictions about <clears throat> we made predictions about the eight playoff teams in each conference, uh, but we did not predict. You, we all picked the Warriors to come out of the the West. Who are we picking to come out of the East, Seth? I mean, we're all homers here, right? I, I, we we're I we're all Celtics fans. It's true. I, I'm picking the Celtics, but I think that the Raptors' ceiling is being overlooked. Well, I'm definitely overlooking it, uh, <laughs> and 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 you're much taller than me. <laughs> yeah, it's easier to see over that. Um, I would say definitely picking the Celtics, but the Sixers scare me particularly if Fultz has found his jumper. Uh, he's hit a couple in preseason, which is not you know not it is what it is an indicator of anything really except mm-hmm. that he's hit a couple shots, but. It is uh, that team is very very scary if they have another shooter who can handle the ball and distribute and, and do all the things that you know Fultz was supposed to be able to do when he came out of Washington. Yeah, um, I talked. I tried to talk myself in and out of the Celtics just to try and balance it and try to think of here's how the Bucks could do it, here's how the Raptors could do it, here's how the and I came back to the idea of. Of Kyrie saying that this is the best his knee has felt, and I just succumbed to the green Kool Aid. I did. It's delicious. It's it's it tastes pretty good right now, sitting on the precipice of this season. And I think 
all three of us now have the same finals prediction because I'm I'm going to pick the Celtics too. We have the Celtics and the Warriors, which is we say that the NBA is the most predictable league, and it is. But if we get a Celtics Warriors final, how do you two seeing that? How do you two see that playing out? Deron? Warriors and six, and I'm happy with it. Warriors and six, and you're happy with it? Yeah. I yeah I I think that that trajectory that the Celtics team is on that would be you know where I would expect them to land. Warriors and six makes sense. Uh, but you know you always hold out hope. Okay. And uh, here's to hoping. Celtics, 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 and seven. There there's, there's, wow. there's my, there's my prediction. Celtics win it in the Bay. Yeah. All right. That's, 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 that's me on the record on this pod saying that uh, Kyrie for the second time goes into Golden State in a game seven and rips their hearts out. And this is not so much a vote on Kyrie. I think that it is going to be a combination of things coalescing for the Celtics and the Warriors. Andre Iguodala not quite being able to ratchet it all the way back up there. Boogie not being all the way himself coming off his Achilles tear. And the the Celtics just outplaying. Maybe maybe Kyrie plays Steph Curry to a draw. He's done it before. Sure. Uh, Jalen Brown playing Klay Thompson to a draw is a much harder task to, to see. But I think it could happen. Um, and then holding the fort down, praying that some combination of Jason Tatum and Gordon Hayward can can hold their own against Durant. And who plays Draymond? Right. So you, and then that, that's the problem. You just have to stick. You just kind of have to put. He's he's Baines and Marcus Smart. Put Marcus Smart on Draymond Green. See what happens. Sure, sure. <laughs> doing doing Marcus Smart things. <laughs> Smart guard every player on the Warriors. <laughs> I, honestly, I think he could. I've, I, I've yeah. said I've said it before on the pod. Nobody, uh, Marcus Smart's height or shorter, could possibly guard Durant. Durant will just com- calmly take practice jumpers over anybody who's not six eight. I think Marcus Smart would try and bite him in the <laughs> ankle. Though. He would do something. Just do Luis Suarez. Yeah, he would definitely Suarez him. Before we get so, so go ahead, Seth. Go ahead. No, no, go on. I was going to say that we should make our awards predictions because we've uh, we're at the forty two and a half minute mark of this podcast. It's a good. It's a good. I think we're doing pretty good. Decent clip. Decent clip. Uh, I want us to make predictions for all six major awards, and we're going to save MVP for last. So let's get the silliest, most arbitrary NBA award out of the way. Who do you guys have as the most improved player of the 2018-2019 NBA season? Seth, you first. I have a list in front of me, and it still doesn't make sense because I hate this award. <laughs> and Dejounte Murray's not getting it. I think Brandon Ingram has too much hype. Yep. Um, and it almost seems like someone just handed it to Josh Richardson by making him so valuable in the Jimmy Butler potential trade. That's a good one. So That's a good one. I didn't I'm gonna, think of that. Um, I'm going to go off the island, on, off the reservation on this, whatever the reference should be. <laughs> I'm going to go with Colts, and I also think there's going to mm. be a I like that. Uh, the yearly argument that's not, is this guy, uh, should this guy be rookie of the year or not? Because he sat out a year, but should this guy be most improved because he barely played this rookie year? Right. All right. Yeah. I like that. I like the Fultz prediction. Duran, what say you? Uh, I already said Miles Turner, but uh, I, I had two others that I thought were really good candidates. And I think ultimately uh, I'm going to go with Dante Exum. Dante Exum. Wow. I do like that. And I love it being 
a non second or third year player. Yeah. I love it being somebody later in their career. I love that Oladipo did it last year. Yeah, that was uh, really fun. That was really fun. And I'm hoping for another one that's, that is that fun. And I tried to be as accurate as per- possible with these predictions. It's usually a second or third year person who's scoring uh, jumps up a chunk. And I think that guy this year is going to be Josh Jackson on the Suns. And that's a kind of a boring pick. And, but I think he actually is going to be pretty good. So, yeah, he showed flashes last year, but he's, again, again he's, this this award is still feels really raw. Like he's he if if Marquise Chris is uncooked, he's yep. he's like rare. <laughs> I feel like there are too many mouths to feed before him, and he's not going to make a scoring leap. Uh, also, I listened to Kevin O'Connor yesterday talking about his disappointment. His yeah. disappointment. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Do you guys? What do you? Who do you have for defensive player of the year? Oh, I'm picking Kawhi to win his third defensive player of the year. That'd be amazing. I'm on Kawhi this year. Uh, it's. I just want it to happen. Maybe it's not the most intelligent decision, but I. I think it's actually that's not a bad pick at all. That's not a bad pick at all. I think that's a really good pick because he's going to be feasting on the weaker Eastern Conference. He might have a, He might have another Ben McLemore moment. He might steal the ball from a dude two t- two plays in a row. Yeah. No. I, I Which, if you haven't seen it, me. go look that up. That's I'm great. not. I'm not talking to obviously the two of you. I'm talking to our listeners here. Look that up. That play of Kawhi stealing the ball from McLemore two times in a row. I haven't beaten. Uh, I think if he plays 65 plus games, he's going to win the award. Yeah. I, Straight I, out. I don't hate that either. I I picked uh, I picked Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is a force on both ends, and if again if he stays healthy, those limbs. You those... realize that he needs to be good at only one end to win defensive player. Right? <laughs> uh, so who do you guys have? We're gonna move right along. Uh, who do you guys have for sixth man of the year for the 2018-19 NBA season? Seth. I gave up on this, and I don't want Lou Williams to win again because I'm kind of bored. <laughs> uh, Jamal Crawford. So, <laughs> nope. Um, Joe Dumars. I'm going to say Julius Randle if he's coming off the bench, mm. and if not, then mm. uh, Fred Van Fleet. Nice. Love it. Love both those picks. Nice. Jo- uh, Duran? I have my wish, which is Carmelo Anthony, which yeah. we already mentioned. Oh, but it's not going to happen. World. So I think I'm going to be his. I think it's going to be his teammate, Eric Gordon. Love Eric. Who was also in the running for it last year and and really should have won it. Can I can I just say that he he and PJ Tucker played their absolute tails off against the Warriors and yeah. I loved watching yeah yeah that was the really two fun. of them in particular just completely leave it all out there. Uh, oh, yeah. Especially Gordon yammed it a couple times where I I just couldn't believe that he could still get up there. Not only because he's short, but because he's had so many injuries over the years, but. Man, like the the what ifs for his career are kind of interesting. Definitely, uh, I'm glad he made something out of it. Big time. My sixth man of the year. Q green goggles. Scary Terry. Yeah. <laughs> Terry, Terry Rozier. Duran is wearing. Duran is wearing a scary Terry shirt right now. And you know it makes it makes sense, especially if if he averages you know twelve to fourteen points a game and has some highlight plays, and the Celtics win like sixty three games. That's that's a a pretty safe bet. Uh, coach of the year. I got uh, I got I got my president, Brad Stevens. Yeah, 
green so, goggles. So do I. I also have Brad Stevens. But that's but I also it's not necessarily green goggles. It's because he's been talked about as one of the best coaches in the league since he got in the Definitely. league, but he's never actually won the award. So narratively, it's like it's his time type deal. I yeah. The the only thing that really gets in the way of that, I think, is if there well there are two things. The first thing is if Miami gets Jimmy Butler tomorrow and the Heat somehow end up you know being like the three seed Spolstra Spolstra always always in the conversation and the other one is if the Bucks make a huge run and, with and, and get the one or two seed Bud Bud takes it home I, I would bet both guys who have won it before which is interesting yep Seth yes uh, it seems like everyone's already determined that Brad Stevens is winning it so I, I'm, I'm uh, I've got the green too I'm just <laughs> what you are Duran so congratulations <laughs> Duran uh, so put his say if everything, if the Lakers put all the pieces together and LeBron mm. is charged and they put up a 60-win season, mm. I think that Walton has a, has a shot at it. I like that a lot. And, and you don't think that uh, it would be, he would get negative points for just the fact that LeBron is on the team and is sort of considered a coach on the floor? I think he'd get positive points if he can make the ball family shut up. Yeah, big no time. No one but, can yeah, do I that. Mean, LeBron, um... It, it depends on how people want to shape the narrative, and that's probably probably hurts that they didn't sign uh, Lee Jenkins. But it Lee Jenkins look at how he's empowered LeBron and and works LeBron well, and the team works so well together. Or oh, he's not even doing anything because it's LeBron's team. So if people if he's media if the media likes him, which they seem to, then it'll get shaped as he's creating that environment. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, now we get to the second juiciest award, which is Rookie of the Year. I am intensely uh, uh, interested to see what you guys pick because you can go in a lot of different directions here. So, Seth, who do you have for Rookie of the Year? Luka or Bust? Luka Doncic? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 100%. I mean, I, I picked Luka as well. I have a couple dark horse picks in, in Miles Bridges and Mo Bamba. Miles Bridges ripped the Celtics a new one in that preseason game. He was super impressive. He was, he was really fun, and, and that's definitely yeah. coloring my yeah. you know my, my Doc Rivers glasses. Yeah, he, yeah your Byron Mullins glasses are, <laughs> yeah, they are firmly very, on. <laughs> they're very much on, but uh, but no, I, I, would, I would pick Doncic pretty yeah. quickly. I initially had Doncic on here, but because you guys both picked him, I'll go in a different direction, and I'll try and just completely. Uh, You're gonna uh, pick Trey Young, aren't you? No, I'm not. Although that's that's <laughs> oh, that's a, that's kind of a fascinating dark horse pick. Just all in. Uh, um, he has he's gonna he's gonna have the opportunity. I'll so. go I'll go Wendell Carter uh, on the Bulls because I think because I think he uh, has a chance to be pretty good, and if he and Laurie Markkinen are the, like two of two of the three best players on the bull a bulls team that like gets the eighth seed that could win your rookie of the year but i don't i don't think he's gonna play as much as you might imagine yes it's the minutes thing because hoiberg is is definitely on the hot seat yep could easily be the first coach fired Mm -hmm. and he's gonna play as veterans so that he can get some wins because that's that's what you do when you're gonna get fired yeah, you do play veterans to try to get wins. It would be really fired. fun if Wendell Carter could come in his rookie season and be amazing. And, yeah. and I think he could be if mm-hmm. given the opportunity, but I don't think it's going to happen. And now, ladies and gentlemen, our MVP prediction for the 2018-19 season. Seth, you first. I'm going to guess we all have the same person. I'm going to guess we don't. Oh. We, well, you're picking Uh-oh. Kawhi. You're picking Kawhi Leonard? You go first. You're you're picking Kawhi for sure. Uh, you you go first, Duran. Duran Duran goes first. I got Giannis Attentacumpo. Although you have written down Giannis or AD. 
Yeah, but our our conversation earlier convinced you of it being uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I have I have I have Giannis written down, and it's pretty wide open. Uh, narratively, I don't think it could be Curry, Durant, Harden, or Westbrook. I don't no. think it could be any of those uh, guys. So that le- left me with AD, LeBron, and Giannis, yep. and I suppose, and I suppose Kawhi and Kyrie, dark horse, dark horse, dark horse. <laughs> I, I just, I just think there's going to be too much. There's if the Celtics, be... if the Celtics win sixty-seven games, you, that's totally possible. But it's going to be due to all them together. Sure. Not to mention my undying, unending, fiery, burning love of Al Horford. Makes yeah. me makes me believe that he you would you, pick, know. you would probably vote for him before <laughs> you voted for Kyrie. All right, so I have Giannis as well. Um, and although I thought real long and hard about uh, LeBron and the Lakers being like a, a fifty six win team, being a three seed, and it just being so fun, and him winning MVP to get to five MVPs. Seth, who you got? Uh, I went with LeBron. There you go. So I, for for uh, for Giannis and AD for both of them, I, they're popular picks. I could see they're winning it, but I think they'd have to be better than a top three seed in mm. their respective conferences to get it. And also, there wasn't a huge sample, but when Bledsoe came over to the Bucks, Giannis uh, his points went down by like six or seven a game immediately. There are uh, there are too many people there that are going to need the ball. Um, LeBron, I, I get the impression he actually wants this year. Uh, so if there, there's a narrative he's going to a, a crappy team that isn't actually that crappy. They could be in the high 50s or 60, and if LeBron wants it, I think he gets it. Um, as a dark horse, I think that people are overlooking Durant. Like You can tell mm. he's, he's on a mission of people think I'm not the best player in the league. They should respect it. I think everyone now acknowledges that he's the best player on the team, and they would need to have an outrageous season, but I think that he could. People would vote for him. He could. He could get the votes that we sort of uh, decided it would be canceled out by Curry. Yeah, I I uh, saw some hot take stuff. Was it was it Max Kellerman who was talking about how Durant pretty soon might not be even like a top five player in the league or something like that. It, uh, any any take that has anybody other than LeBron being the best player in the league and Durant being the second best player in the league can can you know. Can we can we go back real quick? We can put to, that to bed. Can we go back real quick to Seth putting on uh, gold and purple goggles and picking Luke Walton to win Coach of the Year and LeBron to win the fucking <laughs> hey, MVP? Hey, hey, it's okay. We're allowed to. There's no. I, I have so little Lakers vitriol now that Kobe's gone. It was so much fun to hate Kobe, um, and I my wet dream scenario for this season. And should be for everybody who lives in Boston and Los Angeles for a Celtics Lakers LeBron Kyrie NBA Finals. That would be that would be fantastic. that I the, the both cities would melt down. We might have to fly Space to LA Jam for that. Uncle Drew. What? Space Jam versus Uncle Drew. Space Jam versus Uncle Drew. Well, yeah. that would be yeah. Space Jam True versus <laughs> versus Uncle Drew. Electric Boogaloo. Uh, <laughs> Seth, how do you think this went? Your podcast debut. I feel like I've been slandered because I certainly did not pick Luke Walton to win Coach of the Year, and yeah, he picked. You Stevens. also you you made an argument for AD winning Defensive Player of the Year by talking about his offense. <laughs> so, I, I said he was good on both ends of the floor, and that he's yep. good. He's a good player, and and uh, and if nice. you had let That's me a great finish, you should go to arguing school. If you had let coach. me finish, oh man, 
Yeah, uh, yeah That's you're fine. I don't care. Children, yeah. children, children. Uh, I'm very happy with this debut, although I would like to be in the room with you guys. Yes. And that would this, be more this fun. Distance is hurting me. That would be more fun. But hopefully, we can have you back on to do a little NBA update. Um, the three of us can get back together. This was incredibly fun. As always, you can listen to all episodes of Fighting Fire with Fire at SoundCloud.com/slash Fighting Fire with Fire. Leave us a like or a comment on Facebook.com/slash The AJ Rose Show. Tweet at us at The AJ Rose Show. Follow us on Instagram at The AJ Rose Show. We're creeping up to 200 followers. Uh, and Sam, my boy, Sam Hannon has put some good Instagram content on our story, you know, which I'm, I'm no good at. I'm no good at doing the polls and like the, the boomerangs and all the, the things the kids these days are doing. Uh, and you can email us ajroadshow at gmail.com. Um, and those are all the ways you can get in touch with the show. Duran, Seth, any social media or contacts you want to plug? You do not, certainly do not have to, if you want people to leave you alone. Granted, not many people contact the AJ Rose Show in any way, shape, or form. I don't. I don't really have sports-related social media. <laughs> um, no, I just want <laughs> Seth. Seth, can you name hiking. Seth? Can you name the two most uh, tenured Spurs, the longest tenured Spurs? Ooh, let's see. I'm not sure if this is a trick question, so I'm going to start with Patty Mills to figure out if I'm which side I should be on. Yeah, Patty he's, Mills. He's the longest one. He's been there for seven years. Oh boy. <laughs> the second uh, longest tenured spur. Is this something obscure? Mal- That's probably not a fair Mal- question. Malik Rose. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, is it Davis Bertans? No. It is not. It is it. Um, is it slow? No, slow is slow even on the Spurs who anymore? You, who you got? No, no more slow. No, he's not. Seth, who you got? I I don't know. Is Tiago Splitter still there? No. No. Who we got, Deron? <laughs> LaMarcus Aldridge. Oh, yes. Fantastic. I, I was going to guess that, then realized that was too stupid. <laughs> LaMarcus I figured, Aldridge. I figured you wouldn't you wouldn't get that, but that's my case for the Spurs not making the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> future. Circle. Sorry, Shay. Future NBA Hall of Famer LaMarcus Aldridge. All right. I just don't want to bet against that. I, I, I totally agree with you. For Seth Blaustein, I'm Duran. Uh, for Seth, <laughs> I, I, all right. Blah, 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 blah. Take two. We're gonna rewind that. Rewind run that back. back. Run it back. Run it back. For Seth Blaustein and Duran Fernandez O'Brien, I'm AJ Rose. This has been Fighting Fire with Fire, and we will see you guys next time. Enjoy the NBA season.